Hello, motherfunkers. Hello, hello, guys. Shirley, um, have you been asked to pass the clap? Um, pass the clap. It's alternative comedians and character acts wanted for gigs next month, and the night's called Pass the Clap. Um, I do believe I've passed on the clap in some form or another in my past. However, I've not, not in been this, asked. No, not in this I haven't capacity. been asked. I haven't been asked either. It's very sad. Never mind. Never mind. Um, Hello, Shirley. Hello, Sherloin. Um, Hello, motherfuckers. You must be entering, what, your seventh month now? Yes. You know, I couldn't do the maths yesterday just before my midwife's appointment, so I had to Google it. I am due on the 3rd of August. How many weeks pregnant am I? And suddenly I heard a hello and welcome. Oh, my God. Congratulations. It was basically a video. And she said, did you know that the 3rd of August is a huge day in the States? It's International Watermelon Day. (laughs) Anyway, to answer your question, yes, seventh month, 28 weeks. I I think about you a lot because D-Day is upon us. Um, What what, what would you say um, are you most anxious about with the arrival of the second? I wouldn't necessarily say it was the labour. I would say it's the childcare before the labour. Just making sure my son is all right mm. before I um, spit Logistics. my gash. No, you have to, you do have to <laughs> rip your anal passage. No, you yeah. have to think about these things, don't you? Like who, that, that's my biggest fear with everything. Like who's going to look after my child? Well, quite. Because the thing is, if it's first thing in the morning, my parent, my mum's coming from South East London. She's my primary carer for my son. And, you know, it could be terrible. Whereas if it's late at night, it's fine. She'll just have to drive herself. Although my mother doesn't like to leave a mile radius of um, where she lives. But she's going to have to on this occasion. But she said, no, I get the tube. I haven't seen her behind the wheel in years. Even if she was behind the wheel, you wouldn't see her see, head because exactly. she's so short. You can only see the top of the steering wheel. It's quite scary. People used to go, is it, is it all a mat car and those um, robot cars? Because she just doesn't adjust the seat accordingly. So anyway. No, um, and then you're going to put her in the dark and tell her to drive to yours. No, I'll tell her to get a new barrette. But anyway, so that's my main concern, just making sure my son is all right. I'm not, well, you know, I'm, I am slightly worried about the labour, but we'll never, you know, um, that's just I'm one just of those things. I'm thinking more sort of post, post-labour, uh, when listen. it's real life. Well, I'm trying to organise myself this end so that I don't have too much to worry about that end. Give us I'm a couple of tips forward. then, give us a couple of tips. I'm getting myself a rug. Oh, lovely. Well, what I mean oh, is... Oh, your problems are solved then, Shirley. You're getting yourself a rug. I'm getting myself a nice space downstairs because apparently I've been reading this book. Um, it's called The Second Baby Book by Sarah Ockwell Smith. And one of the main things is having a space that's good for you, good for the baby and good for the toddler. So I'm going to get myself a big comfy rug that we can all vomit on and eat off. And it'll be comfy. And it's like a play area for my son. And it means I can feed and you're meant to get yourself sort of a caddy that has like all your baby changing stuff plus all their toys. So it's basically a safe space for everybody. Okay. Near the TV, near the outside. I'm really looking forward to the fact that it's still summer, hopefully. But, um, I love it. It's just all going to be writhing around on the floor in various ex- excrements. Yeah. But feasting. Yeah. Shiting. Yeah. No, it's going to be our oh, pop round. Please. I'll pop round and join in for sure. And what are you most excited about? That's a good question. What am I most excited? Just getting on with it, I suppose. Yeah, just just getting your life back. <laughs> life back. And also you spend, although this pregnancy has flown by, I'm looking forward to seeing the actual reality of having another baby, making sure my son's, my other son's all right. And um, just, being just a keeping family, the mother ship, you know, just keeping everything steady and sure, making sure all your sailors are happy. 
Yeah, I'm also really wanting to go on holiday. I know that sounds really trivial, A, because we're in a pandemic or coming out of a pandemic, but I just really want a summer. So my main priority, really, as soon as that baby lands, is to go and get a birth certificate and then get a passport and then get the hoot out of here. I'm having my COVID vaccination on Monday, guys, on Monday. Congratulations. I had mine yesterday and... um, How are you feeling, Shirley? Very, very odd. I'm feeling very oh. odd. I come, I, I come to you not at my finest. Mind you, I, I'm sure I never do. Um, but yes, I'm feeling very sort of brain foggy, got a headache, very dizzy. But anyway, the show must go on. But hopefully, the show must go on, and at least it's one thing off the list. Do you have your next one booked, your second I have. Just, it's just before I head off to France, if indeed France happens, which I'm thinking it probably won't. Um, and I think I'm going to ask for it to be a little earlier because I can't then start a, a 13-hour drive when I, my head's just spinning. And, um, I mean, I vomited this morning. It's not great. Yeah, that's no fun. That's, that's not fun. <laughs> You know, when you're talking about who will look after my child, it made me think of this uh, story I read. It just made me laugh so much. So this lady, Hollis Jane Andrews, um, she she applies for a nannying job and then just runs a mile from said nannying job once the, the employers gave her the two sheets of what's expected of her. And, it, it, I mean, all of it is fantastic if you can find it. It went viral on Twitter. All of it is fantastic, but I've just picked out a few highlights. You know, I think they're Americans. There um, must no, be. Yeah. Main focus is that boys are not crying, upsetting the rest of house. Both of us work, and whilst we do our work no matter what, it is best done distraction-free. This means I do not want to hear crying or headbutting if they are making noise take them out the house if they hurt themselves keep quiet okay i want you to play and laugh with them at all times chase them around um no movies or phones whilst under your care Take them to the park. Run with them. Throw rocks with them. Don't ever stop running if they are not laughing they are not happy oh wow And then, um, so then she goes on to give this massive long list, which includes swimming with them at all times. And she has to keep running. She's, she's constantly running this nanny. It's just terrible. Feeding them everything. She gets to the end of the day after they have to brush their teeth, but not swallow the paste. Blah, blah, blah. Cooks for them. They go to bed. And then she says, and whilst they are asleep, this is when you turn into, I quoth unquoth, a cleaning Nazi. And then a whole page of all her jobs. She ends with saying... You have to be fit for this role. No phones. Okay, so obviously, just you read that and you go, no thanks. No thanks. Um, She then discovers they were Scientologists, the pair. Um, I don't know what that means. I don't know how relevant that is. Well, I think Scientologists are known for being absolute lunatics. I heard that a woman was arrested in Surrey for stumbling onto a motorway and falling asleep. Um, They originally thought that she had died, but she was just pissed. Did you hear this one? Oh dear. I know. I thought, oh no, that you've got to be in a really bad way. Well, how you? old is she? She's got excited, didn't she? She's she got excited. Out. Yeah, I think Went she was quite young. I think, well, I say quite young. I think she was in her 30s. But yeah, everyone was very worried about it. But imagine being on the motorway driving and the next thing. I mean, I've been renowned to fall asleep in some very odd places, but um, that is unfortunate. On the motorways, indeed. Unfortunate slash and dangerous. Just oh gosh. No, she got overexcited and she went to see friends. They weren't in the same postcode. And um, yeah, she hasn't got children. Of course she hasn't. No, she hasn't. She hasn't got children. Do you know that most, uh, there's um, a lot of um, motherhood ambivalence is now an actual term. And it's for the women who actually just genuinely can't decide whether they want children or not. Because up until now, it's been, uh, you know, a firm held belief that either 
you're in one camp or the other. Yeah. I really want them or I don't fucking want them. You're crazy. But actually there's a, a, a big swathe of ladies out there who just really genuinely don't know and it's doing their absolute heads in the evidence is there you know in the past five years egg freezing has gone up over 500 percent and that's not someone who knows what they want they go well maybe if i do mm, best freeze them and um, also the age of a mother's giving birth 45 at, from 45 plus gave me hope shirley there's hope for me yet there's hope for you yet and um, uh, and and it's really sad and they just said we just i just wish the decision would be taken away like you know I, I either get told I can't have them or I just fall pregnant and it just happens. And then because it takes over their lives, it goes, I don't know, am I making the biggest mistake by either A, having them or not having them? See, I that don't know all. that many people on the fence, but I do know the fact that I told my mum of the week that a friend of ours' younger sister is pregnant and she's 30. And my mum said, I don't know why she's ruining her life so early. What's such a shame? Oh, no. And then about half an hour later, we were enjoying a cup of tea and a piece of cake. She went, is she really pregnant? And I said, yeah. She went, oh, no. Just ruining her life so early for no reason. Well, when I, when I <laughs> said to your mother, even... congratulations, when I first heard that you were pregnant, I told the premier, she goes, oh, no. I said, um, not, not good news there. She goes, I don't know what she's doing it, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, she's got one and it's healthy. And why to go and have her in a pandemic? I just don't know, to be honest with you. And I said, I know it's a worry, but it will be lovely. And um, no, she's not up for it at all. But she's relieved when they come and they're healthy and it works. Yeah, but she, she, she is. I think she's a bit scared. But I was actually thinking because I was always under the impression that you know, my winning partner was just no way Jose. But if you think about it, if you think about the logistics she couldn't. She couldn't have a child because we'd be on the streets. She doesn't work for a firm where there's a maternity package or anything like that. If she doesn't work, she doesn't get paid. If she doesn't get paid, you mean she couldn't be the carrier? No, you mean? she couldn't be the carrier because we just couldn't afford yeah. it. I mean, I mean, my contribution to the household is laughable. She laughs at my contribution to the household. So all you could offer is your vessel. I, oh, my aging vessel. Your aging and vessel. My tired on the turn eggs. <laughs> sure. Well, that's better than nothing. My you oofs. know. My tired oofs. Desoofs. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, we talked about it. She goes, yeah, sure. You know, and, and I think with a lot of people, especially if they're quite stringent, like my winning partner, who's just like, she, she likes to make a decision and move on. You know, mm-hmm. so she'll make that decision. But actually, if you start to investigate and scrutinize, you realize that actually she just, she was unfortunate with her choosing of a spouse. She yeah. could have, uh, she, yeah, that's what it comes down to, really. It is. Um, Never mind. She hasn't done too uh, badly. She hasn't done too badly. There are pros and cons. That's the kindest thing you've ever said. Listen, you might need an MOT, but there are pros and cons. Bit of WD-40. Do you know what I mean? Get the joints moving. I've been looking into unique names which go with my son's name. Now, for the purpose of this item, I should let you know that my son's name is Dash. So it's quite difficult to find other boys' names that obviously, you know, I can't just call him Dave, can I? Dickie. Dickie and Dash. Do you think Dickie? But then full name Richard. My no, um, brother-in-law. Richard, yeah. I know. And my brother-in-law also has told my in-laws that um, we're basically just any any name that rhymes with Dash. And they've got really nervous. Flash, Bash, Cash, Trash. But And I haven't denied. You know, I've said, yeah, absolutely, with my deadpan face. And they said, no, you can't. And I've wound up with, my mother-in-law. With the rest of bitch face. Yeah, exactly. So I've said, but anyway, the ones that come up, top unique boys' names in the UK... Daxton, Finian, mm. Gianni, Harim, Kai, and Lachlan. 
None mm. of them take my fancy. Oh, um, our producer's just offered up Dish to compliment Dash. <laughs> um, sadly, that's his nickname. Not bad. It very is his nickname. Good, very good effort, but he's that is his nickname. Certainly, that's all my son calls him, Dishy Dashy. We said the other day because we're having. Who would you like? Who's your who? What one person? If you could have anyone to the barbecue, who would you have? And goes Dishy Dashy. That's sweet. He loves your son so much. Listen, I think long may it last. Me, He's such an easy audience, you know, as I've said before, just my son just, just does anything and your son just starts laughing. Oh, it's true. Um, it is true. Loves it. Just loves it. Um, doesn't get that round here. Yes, names. I look forward to seeing what you choose in the end. Something We're not going to go I'm with sure. a D. We're not going with a D. We're going with an A. Well, my willing partner has guessed Albertino. She's not far off. No, she's not far off. She guessed the first one. She guessed. I just don't know how. She's not far off the second name choice. It's not quite it. But I do enjoy it. I think think she's definitely in the right direction. I watched Nomadland over the weekend. Supposed to be excellent. Okay, so I watched it. And for those of you who don't know... But I'm, but I'm sure people do know. It's basically Frances McDormand, amazing, amazing uh, story. She embarks on a journey through the States after having lost everything. And it's really interesting because obviously it's people who can't afford to retire, but people who can't afford to work while maintaining their home. And there's a real community and it's fantastic, but it is effing bleak and it's slow. It's, you love bleakness. You thrive on but, bleakness. And, as my husband said, it's not a fucking musical. What did you think it was? And I was like, no, of course. But it was really, I mean, it's quite hard going. Not necessarily traumatic, but it took, it, I thought it was a bit slow in part, but I did enjoy it. And it is beautifully shot, don't get me wrong. Beautifully shot, brilliantly acted. She was fantastic. Is it worth all of those awards? Our producer is nodding vehemently. Moi, je sais pas. Je, je ne sais pas. pas. And maybe sometimes it's really hard to be objective when yes. uh, there's been so much hype around exactly. something. Exactly, exactly. And I think the director, Chloe Zhao, Z-H-A-O, has done really well. I think she's done a very good job. Considering she is very, very young and it's her first proper directing job, I think she's done incredibly well. But our producer has just told us that she's done. A, she did a film a couple of years ago called The Rider, again using real people, because Nomadland also uses real people, which actually is a really good factor, I think, because you think, gosh, these people's lives, and it really gives you an insight. And No, it's very good. It is very good, but it was just slow in part and bleak in part and just, you know, I guess I wanted more tits and teeth. But actually, you wanted tits and teeth. I tell you, um, if you want tits and teeth, I watched something. What? Um, that didn't, well, you know, it was an absolute smash at the box office, but was, you know, mixed reviews. It's a two, uh, two, 219, 2019 film, um, Bombshell, with Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman, and Margot Robbie. So lots of tits and teeth. Oh, oh yeah. Three surgery. hottie potties. Three hottie potties. They're all so blonde. They're all so plastic. And it's basically based on the true story about the takedown of, um, what's his face? Uh, Roger Ailes, the uh, chairman and CEO of Fox News at the time. It was scandal. Oh, so he died. Yes. I think he died in like 2016. That's the only reason they could make the film because because there was so many NDAs. And, and the, the very fact that someone so powerful, basically Rupert, Rupert Murdoch's right-hand man, got taken down was just unprecedented but it was a really cleverly done and of course the ladies all got together and testified against him but that's not enough is it because so what um you know he 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 put a digit in you five years ago prove it yeah you know he made you kisses nobula two years ago prove it yeah so but it's cleverly done of course i was very upset by um nicole kidman's um facial work i i just can't get it over it gets it, you every time what, you've got to get no, over it, really it does, but I'm just, no, because actually there was a piece that she um 
that she wrote an interview or something and it was really sad because she was really saddened by how times had, you know, how our times had led her to do so much work and how women are under all this pressure. And she says, you know, and she, she and she admitted being under the same pressure and, and d- doesn't like it and is really sad about it and is probably really sad about the state of her face. Anyway, um, what's really impressive about it, I mean, there is, Shirley, if you want tits and teeth, that's okay. all there is. Can I just tits interject to tell you, I have seen it. I did enjoy oh. it, but I did pass out. Sure. Yeah, sorry. Fair enough. Yeah, I did enjoy it though, but I did pass out. Have you seen the actors that they're based on? And then you just go, wow. Okay, if you just look at who each character is playing, they are identicates. I think that's an an actual word, identicates. (laughs) Doppelgangers. And then you just think, oh my gosh, so much. Makeup did an amazing job. I mean, plastic surgery to one side, I don't think you'd do that specifically for a role. Um, But really, really impressive. Um, Yeah, one of those movies that you go, yeah, sure, this is entertaining just to see those ladies all together in a movie. Would I just shout it from the rooftops? Probably not. However, did watch... um, first episode of series three of motherland and just hooted all the way through how we you laughed know, i me too and you know what my husband refused to watch it cool. but anyway i too enjoyed it and actually i thought they did quite well in terms of their content because it's always very difficult getting off the ground at ep, ep one series whatever isn't it yeah it's like a, it's all about knits and it's a parody on um, the covid, uh, COVID crisis. yeah it's great it's just really funny and it's exactly what we need and i just laughed out loud so many times and actually a lot of the lines i thought i could have written and my willing partner just laughed at me she goes really I mean people always say that when they haven't written something really good and I said no and then I gave her the examples which goes yeah I suppose you could have written those I honestly thought the same thing isn't that sad anyone who hasn't watched Motherland do 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 tune in it's really it's what we need right now good old laugh I see the Faroe Islands is on the green list of places to go and visit Shirley how interesting One of the very few, that Ascension Line, and I'm sure you've seen them, Because I, I know I haven't seen Portugal, I know. I haven't seen that list, the updated list. Faroe Islands is on my list of places to visit in time. Any particular reason, Shirley? Well, I mean, I don't like to be too indiscreet, but actually my son is um, part Faroe Islands. Would you say that? Make Would about... you say part Faroe Islands? Or well, is there a... Who knows? I don't is know. Is there something like a Faroe Island? A Faroean. Faroean. A Pharaoh. A Pharaoh. He's a wizard. He's basically a wizard. It's funny um, because I don't know where the Faroe Islands are until very recently. We've got the book of oh, maps. And it's, it's, it's a very small island off Denmark, right? Yes, yes. Amazing. I didn't know about um, it until you mentioned it back in 2012 or whenever it was. The landscape is so exciting there. And apparently it's they've got their own football team, my husband tells me. Who do they play against? I don't know, themselves. <laughs> but, other, um, yeah. yeah. I don't I know if it's very inbred in the yeah. Faroe Islands. If you do want to go, Shirley, now's probably quite a good time to go. Yeah, They sure. haven't had one case of COVID on the island. Of course they haven't. But they're also very I'm reluctant to get in foreigners. That's, yeah, that's another problem. Yeah, that, I, I, as you imagine. Hi, we're just from London. Hi, don't mind us. Yeah, just from Peckham. Shirley, just really quick now, what's the best gift you ever received? And it doesn't have to be from, like, you know, you're a more now. I'm talking about in your lifetime. Something that really stands out. Um, I'm just, all I can think about is a, a yoga mat I got given last, last, last birthday. And I was just really chuffed because I really wanted one. It was a really good one. I'm generally on the whole quite disappointed with the gifts I receive. I'm quite uh, um, an ungracious recipient. Yeah, you are quite ungrateful. And I remember, so it's probably easy if I tell you one of the worst gifts I've received. Sure. And it was when I was dating my ex-boyfriend and um, it was Christmas and we were having it around mine. And he and I went under the Christmas tree in the morning and I saw a pyramid of boxes all stacked up. Yeah, a pyramid of these stacked up. So I'm just thinking, and beautiful 
beautifully wrapped, beautifully wrapped. So I'm so excited um, because all I asked for really that Christmas was the juicer. And I'm so excited and I start to unwrap one and uh, it's a box. I open it and there are um, six oranges inside. And I go, oh, thanks. Put it to one side, open the next box, six oranges. Open the next, I go, there best not be fucking oranges in each, every one of these fucking boxes. And um, he started to look really, really pale and unwell because he obviously thought it was a lovely gesture and really romantic. And yet, lo and behold, there were just oranges just filling the whole of the living room floor, nothing else. And I, and then he goes, and there's this. And it, it was the juicer. Um, I was in such a, I mean, I was in such a bad mood. I can, and yeah, I think back and I just go, gosh, you're a horrible little girl. Horrible because that's actually little quite, girl. Horrible little girl. It's quite sweet to do, but may, but I had imagined such well, so treasures. Not to work it out that he's giving you oranges. Tre- I mean, it's just, come on, wake up, wake up and smother the quad. But yeah, I remember it well. I, I remember it really well. But no, I am an ungrateful recipient. But my, my winning partner sort of, she gets, she gets re- really good ones and gets it right because she's so terrified. She's nice. so terrified. So she just throws money at the situation, gets me loads of stuff, hoping that I'll be pleased with at least one of awful. them. Absolutely I know, I'm awful. awful. I don't know why I'm like that. When I was younger, my favourite present ever was a yellow Walkman that was given to me by my mum's cousin who lived in Miami. It was just the coolest gift ever. I must have been about 10 and I just remember treasuring this thing and I had it for about 12 years. And then above that, I also remember my mother, who's very eccentric in her gift giving, once bought me a pogo stick. Do you remember the pogo sticks? I do, I do. Never had one. She bought me the one with the very, the the sort of incredibly high sort of, you know, it was was the big one. You were a big bird. I was a big bird. And um, I remember that being the best thing ever. So they were, the, they were the, my two best received gifts. But the thing is, my son now, and this is actually linked into my dead duck, I can't go to the shops without my son demanding a gift. And it's really yes, of tough. Course. Every of time, course. We, we, even if we go to Sainsbury's, he wants a car magazine. But normally we go into a shop because I just want to peruse because it's been so effing long. And I end up buying him something. And it's just awful because it's it sets a really bad precedent. It oh, lightens. You are not alone. It sets, no, but it's terrible because it's not good for my wallet. It's definitely not good for him. And, you know, and I just thought, you know, when I was younger, I hardly got gifts. Hardly got gifts. What's your dead duck? We're going to we we're going to Devon on Monday. Wow. Um, May the 17th. It will be the first time. It will be the first time. It's it's actually under dead duck. So wait, wait, wait for it. It will be the first time that uh, my um, son has seen his grandparents, seen my wedding partner's parents since I think we there was once when locked, lockdown eased, maybe. It's been a long, long time since we've seen each other and we've hired a, a cottage in Devon. The realisation has dawned on me that this could actually be our only summer holiday of the year because it's looking with, the, with these various variants. There could be a, a spanner in the works insofar as foreign travel is concerned so you know the french villa might not happen it might just be devon and i'm the family packer and you know instead of packing you know you know sandals and kaftans i'm packing bloody cagoules and sensible footwear i'm furious so that's my dead duck that is sad shelly that is sad i have to say i do think you'll be able to bugger off come summertime and you'll probably go to france and i think you'll have a lovely week in devon and you'll see the in-law so win-win win win winner winner oh the fact that i got the jab yeah. i know i'm feeling like absolute ass yeah but i managed to get the pfizer great and as our american friend says oh come on honey it is the it is the upper east side of vaccines that's nothing to say there's anything wrong with astrazeneca i i was just quite you know we like a change don't we it's something different nice um oh yeah only the best for the oh, wife the only best. the best for the wife so yeah i'm a bit 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 chuffed with that 
How about you? What's good. your winner winner? My winner winner is the fact that now that my social life has picked up slightly, you know, now there's a little bit of easing of lockdown. Not only have I adjusted quite well, but my son's really adjusted quite well to it as well. So we've have we've been entertaining just a few people here and there over the last week or so outside, obviously. He's really been enjoying staying up till nine thirty. And then he sleeps in until nine o'clock, which is really nice. Just on the weekends, obviously, not in the week, not during the week. No, you wouldn't say not in the week. Really in, the, in the week, he goes to bed at what time, Shirley? <laughs> Eight thirty. Okay. It's been really nice because actually he can just slip into our rhythms. But don't worry, you know, there's no good me getting all there. Uh, what's the word? Cocky. Gloating about. There's no, yeah, there's no point in me getting cocky because that's only going to be kibosh in 10 weeks' time or whenever it is. I'm so excited and for you. And let me enjoy it just for those moments. Oh, yeah, just exactly, for those moments. exactly. You enjoy. What's your dead duck, although was it your, your son being quite entitled when he goes to the shops, much like mine? Yeah, it's hard because I actually, I thought I'd be a lot stricter than I am. And this is a mother in general, and I'm not. I'm a real pushover. And also, I enjoy buying him things, and it keeps him quiet, and it means I get an extra 15 minutes to peruse. So it really is a difficult one because my husband's told me off a balance as you just oh, can't. Oh, easy for him no, to say, seriously, no. the path of least resistance. It's too much otherwise. I just... But apparently he said, don't go to the shops. He said, you just mustn't go to the shops with him. But then, you know, don't what else am I meant well, to do? Well, don't go to the... No, 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 no. I, I listen, I have the same... So it is hard. It's my... My, my winning partner doesn't judge me because she's just as bad as me with gifts. The gifts are constantly coming through the, the post for him. But the manny, the manny judges me. He just because yeah. the man he didn't and it's worth being judged for it is worth being judged because that means nothing means anything you know i give him a tract i bought it for him from the easter bunny and then two weeks later take it away i want a new one and that's when you laugh because it's so outrageous and yet still you go right you know it's it, what can you do what can you do but anyway thank you so much mother funkers for keeping tuned in um and do i i noticed we've got an extra two followers this week which has been absolutely uh, we, so we, pucker, i can't believe it celebrate we are we are overcometh we're quite emotional about our two followers aren't we quite emotional we are so keep following keep keep, on. keep those emails coming <laughs> <laughs> all right guys huge thanks to mabel productions sure. all right take, take care it now. easy now See take you. it easy okay bye bye you've been listening to mother funk with shirley and shirley otherwise known as joanna carolan and pascal wilson produced by mabel productions tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts